Well, I can tell you guys are podcasters because you both answered with a story and a specific example <laughs> that there someone who's on the road yeah. right now or mowing the lawn can digest while they're listening to it. I was mowing it. the lawn when I first heard <laughs> Making Chips. Amazing. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts. Let's make some chips. Nick, Jason, this has been... What's up, Chris? What up, man? Years in the making. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good to have you here on Manufacturing Happy Hour, the first and certainly not the last crossover yes. between two of the finest podcasts. <laughs> in the I think so, go. too. Yeah. And it's actually like a pre-happy hour, because right after we record this, we're going to a real one. Yes. It's going to be so much fun. I was going to say, it couldn't be any more appropriate because in true manufacturing happy hour fashion, we're going to wrap this up in about 30 minutes because we have actual beers we need to drink <laughs> yes, with yeah, other yeah. manufacturing leaders. We don't want to be so. late to our own party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. I think a lot of people, hopefully a lot of people listening to this already know who you are, but you're the esteemed hosts of Making Chips. Oh, boy. Which esteemed. Is, <laughs> I was ready for that. Uh, steamed. Wow. That was the first full time. of steam. Yeah. Yeah. Full of steam. Hot air. Yeah. Yes. Very manufacturing focused, but one of the longest running manufacturing podcasts out there. So yeah. say we're hanging out at Old Irving Brewing, like we're going to be this evening, and you meet someone that is just hearing about making chips for the first time. How do you describe it to them as if you're having a drink with them? Jason, maybe you start us off and then Nick, I'll sure. have you follow. So it's very simple. And our mission has not changed since the very beginning. And that is to equip and inspire manufacturing leaders. Yeah. And as to follow that up, I would just say the same thing. Like we stay true to that. Yeah. So what we publish, if it doesn't check those two boxes and there's a little bit of a third box that Jason yeah. will talk about in a sec. If it doesn't equip or inspire, like it doesn't get published. And then the third box that we don't really advertise, but we recognize that nowadays there's a ton of manufacturing podcasts out there. We're the funny one. We entertain as well. <laughs> so that's the difference. I mean, equip, inspire, and entertain. Yeah, a bit. we equip, inspire, and entertain. I mean, we just have a good time. And part of our formula, which I know that 99% of podcasts just don't have the luxury of being able to do that, is we do all of our podcasts in person. So we meet face to face. Like I'm looking right at you right now, Chris, not through a computer screen or anything like that. You're in our studio yeah, and let's with describe us. it. I mean, just, yeah, we're at yeah. good looking yeah, guy. Yeah, really? picture. That's <laughs> what I always guy. He's got a nice blazer on. I He's know. got the cool shoes. He looks like the trendy modern millennial exactly. business person. I love it. He's got some beads on his bracelet. Yeah, sweet little I bracelet. Mean, yeah. I feel less cool because he's in the room. I know you have a girlfriend, but if you were out there at this happy hour, you would definitely she have the ladies be nervous, that man. would be wanting to get she your number. <laughs> well, to tie it back in, we're getting in trouble. In, these beads, I travel a lot. These beads are actually from Turkey, oh, and nice. my girlfriend picked them up for me. Oh, oh there, so, there you go. So that's yeah. how he bats away the yeah. ladies at the bar. That's like his pre-wedding <laughs> ring, so that they just know he's off limits. And quite ironically, Turkey is like a mecca of manufacturing. 
for that like Middle East. I know Turkey kind of straddles both the Middle East and Europe, but they are a very heavy manufacturer. Yeah. You guys have some yeah. manufacturing there? We did more with my grandfather's saw business okay. where he had a partner in Turkey, but like people don't realize Turkey is a huge country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People absolutely. don't think about it that way. Yeah. Now that I think of it, one of my guests that talked extensively about digital transformation at Hugo Boss, like that facility oh, cool. was in Turkey as well. Oh, right. Really? So, okay. yeah, I'm glad we got a little Turkey side. Yeah. yeah let's talk Turkey, we, guys. Yeah. <laughs> as we were getting rolling. But in all honesty, it's exciting to have you on because I remember when I was living in San Francisco, probably around 2019, I remember listening to Making Chips nice. in the gym, at the rock climbing gym yeah. and things like that. And it's one of the things that made me gravitate towards you guys was the entertaining aspect, yeah. right? Because it was a nice balance in my mind of, hey, I'm learning a lot of new stuff, but these guys all have their own personality. It was refreshing for the yeah. manufacturing industry, right? Because you just mentioned there are more podcasts now, but I think it was one of the things that set you apart early and continues to set you apart well, We as appreciate well. that. I wonder yeah. if you can create a stand-up routine just based on manufacturing. I wonder if that's possible. Do you think we could do that? Maybe you could because you're so funny. Thank you, Nick. Because you're thank just you. so appreciate hilarious. Thank you, you could do stand-up thank comedy. And I'll then keep taking those compliments. I'll just keep doing what we know works. Okay, thank you. You could go off and have your comedy. Keep complimenting <laughs> you me. You could just break <laughs> off. Keep complimenting Just me. never I come back. <laughs> I like that you're really leaning into the entertaining aspect on this. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. It'll be a new slice for the manufacturing happy hour yeah. listeners. I wasn't planning on saying this, but we appreciate the compliments and we admire you too. And you know that because we were looking at kind of expanding and trying to add to the team. One of the things that's challenging for both of us is Jason and I are both running companies, right? And we're very busy with that. And so we were like, hey, how do we build out the roster? And I remember reaching out to you, it must have been two years ago, and being like, was, hey, yeah. do you want to come maybe join forces and come on board and be a part of how we're growing making chips? He said what I should have said, which is, no, Nick, I don't like you. I don't want to be associated <laughs> with you. Go away. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm doing my own thing. Nick is very persistent, though. Yeah, yeah. Hey, sales guy, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding, Nick. I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. After all those compliments. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was going to say, because I remember that moment. And one thing that I think has always been interesting about making chips and manufacturing happy hour is I do think we are, let's say, of all the manufacturing podcasts out there, we both really double down on the leadership spin to yes. the show. Like it's we're talking tech. We'll talk automate. Like it's I describe manufacturing happy hour as TEDx meets how it's made. Right. So oh, it's like cool, it's a yeah. leadership thing, but we get into the bits and bites a little bit. You more. said something. I would love to take credit for this, but you actually said this, but you said a leadership podcast disguised as a manufacturing podcast. And I think that that's great because it, it's very true. I mean, somebody who is a leader in finance or I don't know, whatever, any other discipline out there could listen to making chips and mm -hmm. I would presume listen to manufacturing happy hour and really learn a lot that would help them in their leadership in their careers, even if they're not in manufacturing. Absolutely. Like Jason's really good at teaching you how to treat your friends. Yeah, exactly. I just told you I love you. That's why he's so kind and he's so lucky. I just told you I love you. <laughs> I <know. laughs> and so what are you talking about? Stop being sarcastic. No, I mean, I truly meant it. Okay. All right. Got well, it. it's funny, sure. right? Because in manufacturing, <laughs> there's so much about the technology, but really it still comes down to people, right? It's how do you totally, treat yeah. people? How do you engage people? How do you hire people? How do you retain people? We are going to talk about what it means to be a manufacturing leader here and, and not too long because this will be a pretty quick episode today, but we got to get to know you guys a little bit first. Sure. So, and I think getting to know you since we've got both of you here today 
through the Making Chips podcast and your journey is probably the right way to do it because it's an exciting time for Making Chips because you have some changes coming to the show, right? Everything you just said at the start, right? For manufacturing leaders, equipping manufacturing leaders with the information you need, that's always the way it's going to go. But you're bringing on like guest hosts and things like that. There's been some evolution to the show. So I'd love to hear like, hey, what can listeners expect from Making Chips? So there's like two edges to the sword of being a leadership podcast disguised, leadership podcast disguised as a manufacturing podcast. And so obviously there's a lot of benefit to that. It can apply to anyone. And then the other side of the coin is like, well, maybe it's a little too broad. Maybe somebody wants to focus on just one aspect of their growth. And so we created Lights Out to focus on the automation aspect of running a manufacturing company. And then Jason, maybe you can talk about like why we created Making Chip Seasons too. Yeah. So one of the best things about being a podcaster. And I actually really do embrace that as like a title that I really like. It used to be kind of a lame thing that you would call yourself, but I think it's pretty cool now. So anyway, one of the best things about it is developing relationships. And I really want to double down on bringing the manufacturing community together. Mm -hmm. And this whole notion of having guest hosts is just one component of how we bring that manufacturing community together because as much as like Nick said, I'm super funny and stuff like that. (laughs) And that should be a primary part of the podcast. Like we want to give other voices to the podcast. We don't want to make it just about me or just about Nick and just bringing that community together is so important to making chips. Mm -hmm. And that really is the future of making chips. So what's the difference between a guest and a guest host? So a guest would be somebody that we would interview. Good question. Like we're guests right now. And right now you're taking over manufacturing happy hour as a guest host. Ask a by question asking on the, the question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just I'm trying to describe the See, every once in a while Nick can be ironically funny. Yeah. yeah. This <laughs> is what's nice about interviewing other podcasters because you get a totally different dynamic to yeah. the episode. So I just operated as a guest host. Right. Yeah. Instead so the of guest, a guest host really drives the content that you're going to be talking about and they become the spotlight or actually not the spotlight. They shine the spotlight They're in the driver's seat. Else. They're in the driver's seat. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they're navigating the episode. Yeah, and if you know Nick, he doesn't like to be in the backseat of a fast car and we've yeah. got a good video <laughs> if you to saw talk about that, that with him peeing his pants. Yeah, yeah. There's a video of me having a literal freak out in the back of Titan Gilroy's Tesla. Yeah, Tesla plaid. Yeah, yeah. I Which, saw that on LinkedIn, by the way. Do you know where the name <laughs> plaid comes from? No, I have no idea. Do you know where the name plaid's from? Or did I tell you? I think you told me, but yes, sure. So it comes from the movie Spaceballs. Oh, really? You know in Star Wars, you're a Star Wars guy, right? I know enough about it. I love Mel Brooks. So yeah, I love Mel Brooks too. (laughs) So you know in Star Wars where when they go into like hyperspeed and all the lines- Is that really where it came from? So I'm pretty sure that where it came from, and when they go from like past hyperspeed, everything turns plaid. That's right. They go, I think it's hyperspeed to ludicrous Ludicrous speed speed. to plaid. I think that's the evolution. I don't know if they say plaid. I think they call it ludicrous speed, but just the screen turns plaid that they're looking at. Okay. So I'm pretty sure that's that's how it goes. That's funny, yeah. So Nick Peter's pants. Well, my underpants turned yellow. (laughs) I'm watching the new Mel Brooks History of the World Part 2 series that just came out. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Since we just got on that topic anyway. But we're going to weave it back around to making chips and your Yeah, wrangle us. Wrangle us. How do you know it's time to, for anyone that's out there, I mean, how making chips has been running for five, six, seven years or so? 2015, eight years. 2015, eight years, right? I keep forgetting it's 2023. So you've been doing it for eight years. How do you know it's time to evolve something like that, right? Yeah, it's a great question. Do you want to answer or do you want me to? Well, I think I there's two elements because we were thinking about the yeah. evolution and yeah. then we had a trigger event that really pushed it forward. Yeah. It's kind of funny because we always talk about like making chips 1.0, 2.0. So making chips 2.0 was when Nick came on board and then 
we started this marketing company within making chips and that was kind of a, didn't work out like we wanted to. So then we went to 3.0 and now I think 4.0 is kind of the guest host model. I think from my perspective, you iterate when you feel that the audience isn't being served with your previous model. And if you can serve them in a better way, it's time to progress. A couple other triggers for 4.0. So yes, the guest host model with seasons. Yes, lights out with the automation specific episode. But I think 4.0 is when we became more of like a media channel with multiple shows than just a show. Right. Yeah. And I love that part of it because like Nick mentioned, we've got this podcast called Lights Out. It's going to be right on the same channel, but it's going to be totally different. And then we've got Making Chip Seasons. We're going to be doing At the Boring Bar, which is going to be a video series where, I mean, you'll probably find this fun, Chris, and we'd love to have you part of it. And you're invited. Yeah. We're going to have a bunch of manufacturing leaders that are going to sit around the table with several bottles of whiskey or whatever else. And we're just going to get real raw about the industry and like where they've been and ask some tough questions. And have like five, six cameras. You know, I can get behind this. I like the idea of drinking and talking about manufacturing, obviously. So (laughs) that's what you do, right? And then we also have that other video series that we're going to be, we're actually looking for a sponsor for it. You want to explain uh, that one? Salt of the Earth. Yeah, Salt of the Earth. So there's all these small Salt of the Earth type people. They might not be small, but their company might be. And one, two, three machines just getting started. And when you look at the metalworking manufacturing industry, like that makes up a huge part of the output. And I think it's growing. I think like the 2,000 person shops are kind of shrinking in number and like the 20 person shops are growing in number. And so we're going to have a couple people in mind and we've got some sponsors that we're talking to. It's not official yet, but we're going to be telling those salt of the earth stories. Yeah. And we really want to look at like mission driven manufacturing leaders. Like we featured this gentleman, just sweet, sweet guy, Ken Parent. He's happens to be a foster parent of nine children. His last name is Parent and he fosters nine kids. (laughs) There's a word for that when like your meta? job, well, meta, but it's, it's specific to someone whose last oh, name like is their job. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know like, the word. I didn't know there was a word. There but is great. a word. Yeah. I'll mention it in the outro. Yeah. There you go. I think <laughs> your last name is usually like where your family originated from or yeah, the occupation that you had. So anyway, he's very missional in that he wants to use manufacturing as a way to give hope to these foster children. And we want to shine the spotlight on those people. And so we're just looking for a sponsor to be able to say, hey, we're going to fund you to video record this and do all the things that need to be done in order to draw attention to these people. Yeah. Back to the original question. So how do we know it's time to evolve? So 300 something episodes in, it's like a restaurant. After a while, you have to do a remodel, (laughs) got to change the menu a little bit. And also we had a third partner who went a different direction, more introspective. We're trying to be more about community. So that whole trigger was like, hey, it's two instead of three. But let's create more shows. Let's create more products out there that are going to be valuable for different reasons to different segments of our audience. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Jason, what's the first thing you think of when I say the word setups? You're not making chips (laughs) and you're not making money. Yeah, exactly. It's one of the biggest battles that can hold you back as a manufacturer. Absolutely. So enter the Lean Setup Guide from ProShop. Okay, what's that? This guide can help anyone, whether you're a ProShop user or not, but pro shop users have experienced a 50% reduction in setup time because the software builds these lean principles into their process. Yeah, so it's a totally free download. You can go to proshoperp.com slash 50 and you can get your copy of the lean setup guide. Bam. We're entering the latter half of the interview, so we got about 10 minutes here. I've got kind of two more themes I wanted to address with you. One, we'll do it kind of 
wouldn't even call it a lightning round, but give us your one minute hanging out at the bar question. The question I'm about to ask you is something that a lot of people in the manufacturing industry can learn from both of you on. And that's you both have jobs outside of the podcast, right? Same with me, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, how does content serve the businesses that you each work with, right? You know, Nick, maybe you lead us off on this one. Yeah, I'm going to come at it from an angle that will probably surprise you, but content marketing is like my passion. It's why I joined forces with these guys and really sold it to them in, in what was it, 2018. Like I was like, I want to be a part of this. I don't want to try to build something like it. I want to be a part of that. And because content marketing really drives sales, so many things that are content marketing, people don't realize are content marketing. So this podcast has been valuable for a lot of different reasons, but you asked specifically about content. And I'm going to give an example just to drive my point home. Our company started offering free CAD for our products, like free CAD downloads. And if you're an engineer and you can download CAD and apply it to whatever you're concepting, you're like in. If the product is made by you, you're in. You're already like specced in. And so that was one of the best things we ever did for our business is to get like free CAD for all the tombstones that we sell on our website. And people don't think of that as content marketing, but CAD is content. That's just giving away something for free that's valuable to your customer so that they can use it, they can find value in it. And then when it comes time to buy said thing, you're top of mind and you're already specced in. So that's kind of a probably a weird answer to your question. Well, I've heard you talk about that cat example before. Yeah. I mean, it's just giving value before someone's coming to you yeah. for something, right? So it sets you up, puts you in the driver's seat, top of the list. So yeah. love that answer. Jason, what's your answer on yeah, that so one? Yeah, so my company, we're a distributor of metalworking tools, safety, PPE, automation, and contractor tools to anyone who makes, builds great things for our country. And we primarily focus on the manufacturing industry. And I'd say for me, the greatest benefit of doing this has been the relationships that I've developed. And being able to stand in front of somebody and be like, yeah, I'm Jason Zenger from Making Chips, and I've provided a lot of value to that person. But for them to be able to make that transition to not only developing a friendship, and then for that friendship to turn into a business relationship where they depend on me to help drive profit for their company because I'm helping to solve their problems. I'm helping to reduce their cycle times. I'm helping to cut their costs, all that kind of great stuff. It's just that relationship just becomes great. I mean, I have just one of the great stories. Mike Payne, who is one of our guest hosts, he was new to manufacturing. This is a perfect example. Yeah, this is a perfect example. He started to learn about manufacturing and the different language that we use and stuff like that because he came from finance before that by listening to Making Chips. He also credits us for helping him to lose weight too when he's listening to the gym. But anyway, <laughs> so he started listening and then he bought an ERP system, Pro Shop, based on our recommendation. And then he flew out to IMTS, met us, and I just hit it off with him. And started developing a friendship with him. I had no intention of like selling him cutting tools, but it just so happened he was like, Hey, I like the things that you talk about as far as cutting tools go. Could you sell cutting tools to me in Tulsa, Oklahoma? I was like, Okay, yeah, I'll give it a try, but I'm going to do it the best I can. So we installed the vending machine there. And we're servicing his account there. And now we're actually going to be working with Mike in order to set up a branch out in that Tulsa, Oklahoma market. So, like, I mean, it's just, 
the whole relationship has gone full circle and he's mm-hmm. like a very dear friend and everything like that. We all have so many stories like that, but your point was like, we had no intention of that. Yeah. I think in the back of our minds, that would have been great. Like, yeah, let's do but that. That's but that's not the reason you do it, but no. it's like the best byproduct. The reason we do it is to equip yeah. and inspire manufacturing leaders. Yeah. So like in 2018, when I joined forces, I was trying to explain, hey, why should my family business trust me to get us into this media side of the industry? And it's like, yeah, I'm going to learn a lot. Well, whatever. Are we going to get any sales? No, you're supposed to be in sales and marketing. And I'm kind of being a little harsh because my family was open to it. It took some selling, but yeah, like the relationships and, and what we learn and the systems we use, the softwares we use, the people who supply to us, the people who we supply to, like it's all around the community. So just so many different lines of value it's too hard to even quantify well i can tell you guys are podcasters because you both answered with a story and a specific example (laughs) that someone who's on the road right now or mowing the lawn can digest while they're listening i was mowing the lawn (laughs) when i first heard (laughs) yeah there you were yeah you were (laughs) amazing well hey i've got one last question this is a quick round table discussion for us and you know it kind of goes back to what you were talking about earlier like community a little bit like it's pretty cool that we're about to go to a brewery we've like co-branded a happy hour mm-hmm. where they're going to be like 30 to 40 manufacturing leaders mm-hmm. showing up to that to hang yeah. out so yeah. it goes back to why do we do this it's like well hey these are relationships that we might not have otherwise but on that note of bringing together manufacturing leaders one of the things i've loved about the show is that i feel like we are catering to very similar audiences and even though there are more manufacturing podcasts coming out I think there's probably still room for more, right? It's an all shit rise with the tide thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So in that spirit, I'll answer towards the end, but I'd love to hear your definition of what is a manufacturing leader? Because I would say the three of us, we all use that term. So what does it mean to be a manufacturing leader? Yeah, you gave me this question ahead of time and I thought about it very briefly, but the idea popped into my head right away. And I think it goes back to the mission of making chips, which is to equip and inspire. So I don't think a manufacturing leader is about their title. Mm -hmm. I think a manufacturing leader is about who is that person that is equipping others on the manufacturing floor? Who is that person that is inspiring others on the manufacturing floor? Look at the notion of entertainment. That's about cultivating that relationship. And I think that those are just, if you're going to drive who your manufacturing leader is, it is that person who cares about their title. If you're the CEO, you should be doing those things. You should be equipping. You should be inspiring. You should yeah, be you need one with the other. So like you could equip your company with the best software, the most high-end machine tools. Yeah. And if they're not inspired to drive the growth of the business, then that's all you did. Or you could be like college football coach and you're just the most inspirational person ever, but you don't have any like tactics or you don't yeah. really give them the tools. Or you're stuck in 20 years ago or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and you it's know? like, oh, he's a great guy and I love working for him, but man, like we're never going to be able to compete. Yeah, he's giving me these pep talks, but he's really talking about like manufacturing 10 years ago. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's exactly. like, yeah, exactly. And also, Nick, if I could go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, please. So we divided our content up into, it just happened this way, Chris, when you asked this question, we divide our content up into, let's see, six components. So we've got leadership, process, technology, growth, workforce, and community. So if you think about all six of those, a manufacturing leader needs to have great leadership skills. Duh. That's why you call them a leader. A manufacturing leader, by way of them being in manufacturing, they should have good process or operational skills. A manufacturing leader should be at the forefront of technology. So like I expect all my 
leaders to be at the forefront of cutting tool technology and being able to drive those changes. Nick expects the same thing for his workholding division, everything like that. A manufacturing leader needs to know how to scale a company. Manufacturing leader knows how to attract people, cultivate a great culture, and coach others to success. And a manufacturing leader needs to know how to develop relationships with clients and with partners. Yeah, and just contribute to the community, the industry at large. That's how we tag our content and group it onto our website. It's all the attributes that makes a manufacturing leader. I love that. I need to borrow those ideas. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to that answer, Nick? No, I think, I mean, he just went through it. I guess the only thing I could add is it's literally how we organize how to find our stuff. Sure. So if you're having process problems, if you, so if you need like lean advice or if you need ERP advice, like go to the technology section. If you need lean advice, go to the process section. If you need a workforce advice, go to that section and then you'll find everything grouped that way. Yeah. And I would say if you are a manufacturing leader and if you're going to be honest with yourself and give yourself a self-assessment, where am I weak in one of these skills and how can I prop myself up and make myself better? Am I not very good at the workforce side of things? Well, there's a lot of resources out there like making chips, like manufacturing happy hour, where you can learn those skills in order to become a better manufacturing leader. And one thing that stuck out early in your answer was we weren't saying it had something to do with titles, right? If you're a CEO, yeah. I certainly would hope that you're focused on that. You should have all those skills. Exactly. Yeah. And the way I've described it is a manufacturing leader is someone that is invested in or cares about their career their business or the community, the industry as a whole, right? Yeah, and, and I go very, very much back to the things you say where it's like, I kind of break down my audience, right? Because I know like 25% of the people that are listening are CEOs, 25% are like VPs, uh, operations leaders, et cetera, directors. But I look at it, there's like 25% are early career folks. And I'm like, those, the people that are listening, they're the type of folks that when they're sitting around at the morning meeting, they're not afraid to bring up a new idea to management, right? Yeah. Those are the future leaders of the industry. So leader is more about attitude, investment, and development than it is about the title. Yeah, absolutely. We have. call them, you're always like talking about creating like a persona. And we have like our two personas, which is the manufacturing leader, but then the aspiring manufacturing leader. And sometimes we do give that call to action, which is take this discussion that we've had, write it down make a suggestion to your boss and he might take notice of you yeah, if you're one absolutely. of those aspiring manufacturing yeah. leaders. The best way to be in the position that you want is to start acting like it before you have the position. Yeah, there you go. Great advice. Great quick episode. So yeah, thank you. My call to action to the audience is if someone shockingly is listening to Manufacturing Happy Hour and hasn't tuned in to Making Chips yet, you got to find, like, start listening today. You're on all the major podcasting platforms. Do you guys have a call to action for the audience? Yeah, start listening to Making Chips. <laughs> good, yeah. good. Echoing. That's it. You nailed it, Chris. And if you go back to episode one, I had to share a bottle of wine in order to get over my nerves of being in front of a microphone. And now it's like... Now it's now like now we it's drink normal. a bottle of wine to celebrate that we just recorded a bunch exactly. of episodes. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> I would say go to makingchips.com and you still can, but it's in the middle of a big overhaul for all the reasons we mentioned. Yeah. We have so many new things coming. But go out, there so. anyway, because yeah. you can listen there, but you can also subscribe in all your major podcast players. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll have links on where to connect with you on like LinkedIn, on the show notes page. I love to connect. Your podcast ends with, uh, if you're not making chips, you're not making money. Do you know how manufacturing happy hour ends? Oh, I did know. Stay thirsty, my friends. Oh, close, close, close. Oh. close. <laughs> so it is stay thirsty is the second part. I'll do the first part. Actually, you okay. know what? It's stay innovative, stay thirsty. Oh, so Nick, right. why don't you start it off and <laughs> then all right, you finish. All right. All right. So you got this? Yeah. Okay. Because we're supposed to be good at working together. <laughs> okay. So stay innovative. Stay thirsty. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah. Cheers, everyone. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks.